Hey guys, John Cardillo, former New York City Police Commissioner Bernard Carrick here, Reality Unmasked. As cops, Bernie and I are seeing something that's kind of turning our stomachs, and it's what's happening to our nation. We live in a police state. We just didn't know it. But yesterday, Bern, I'm driving around my neighborhood, and I don't blame, I won't even say the agency, because I don't blame the cops. These are young cops. They're following orders handed down by politicians. They're doing their jobs. The guy had a bandana wrapped around his face. He didn't want to be doing what he was doing. But three women, older women, senior citizens, taking a walk, an exercise walk around my neighborhood, all in masks, no one else on the street, and a marked police SUV rolls up and the guy gets out and he tells the women they can't take a walk. In the United States of America, they can't take a walk. Now again, I don't blame the patrol cops. They're getting an order. They got to carry it out. It's coming down from governors and mayors. But this is not what the United States is supposed to be. And as a former patrol cop, you were one as well. This is stomach turning to me that we're using our police to trample on the rights of American citizens to take a fucking walk in their neighborhood. Yeah, but there's something worse, John. Yeah. They're, uh, now they're talking about if you take a walk, if you walk through a park, you walk into a park, yeah. Yeah. you have the right to be arrested. So when you get arrested, for those of you that have never been arrested, uh, when you do, they take you, they take you into a precinct, they fingerprint you, they do a bunch of pedigree information, they capture that... And then they throw you in a holding cell. A filthy, disgusting holding cell. These right. things are, dis- I mean, they're gr- they, you know, porta potties at a construction site are more sanitary than these holding cells. And who's in the holding cell? Other people just like you. So they took you off the Ske- fucking street. <laughs> Typically, scales of the earth. So they take <laughs> you off of the street. They lock you up for violating some law that really doesn't even exist. And they put you in a cell that basically contradicts everything that you're supposed to be doing. And that is, and these are the CDC recommendations, and I, and I, wanna, I wanna get into this for a second, because there's, you know, John and I have been getting uh, a bunch of feedback online. A lot about of feedback. Jails yeah. and yeah. prisons and, you know, who should be let out and who should not. So I'm, I'm gonna touch on these recommendations for a second. CDC recommendations, White House recommendations, social distancing got to be six feet apart at least don't gather in groups you have to sanitize you have to use purell you have to use hand sanitizer wash your hands don't touch your face wear a mask wear gloves do everything in your power to stay away from everyone else and um and then they want to fucking lock you up and throw you in a cell with a bunch of other people and hold you in captivity so let me let me take a walk alone on an empty beach Let's just think about if you're alone on an empty beach, salt air, fresh air, fresh water, that's illegal. But sticking you in a fucking cell with a bunch of hookers and derelicts who probably have every disease under the sun, they may be immune to coronavirus with all the shit these fucking people have taken into their system. They want to stick you in a filthy, disgusting cell. There's no Purell, there's no mask, there's no gloves in there. This is the logic of government. What did Ronald Reagan say? The nine most terrifying words in the English language, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And this is living proof of that. And, and it, so I want to I touch on that jail thing for a second. Please. Right? So there's jails and there's prisons. Right. Jails are normally pretrial holding centers um, where you're going to get ready to go to court. They're going to hold you in a jail until you go to court. Or 
they will hold you in a jail if you've been sentenced up to a year in prison. For a misdemeanor. For a misdemeanor, right? They're going to hold you there. A prison, you're going anything over a year. One year, one day, you're going to prison. Now, let me tell you about a jail and a prison. There is no social distancing. There's no fucking Purell. There's no hand sanitizers. There's no washing your hands and all the other stuff, masks and gloves. I promise you, none of that stuff is being issued in any jail or any prison. So you have people out there that are saying, fuck the prisoners, no matter who they are, whether it's you know uh, some mass murdering lunatic or some guy that got locked up for DUI. Nobody gives a fuck about the people in prison. Well, guess what? These people in prison don't have the ability to social distance, clean themselves. You know, you have people sitting in a dormitory, 50 people in a dorm, 50 people on top of each other. In the worst part But let's go to that for one second, Byrne, and not to interrupt you. In that dormitory environment, it's typically the people we talk about. The lowest level, non-violent, oftentimes white-collar or administrative violators. Bernie and I have talked about it. The business person whose company technically did something illegal for a month 10 years ago, the commercial fisherman who caught too many fish, but the rules changed while he was out at sea. The young Marine who inflated his salary on a mortgage application, but paid the mortgage every month. These are the people in those dormitory, low security facilities. These should have been civil fines, not fucking death sentences. That's right. Uh, you know, regulatory issues, civil yeah, issues, regulatory, administrative right. issues, things like that. But at the end of the day, don't uh, anybody watching this, I have a problem with a government that tells you we're going to lock you up and put you in prison. Taking a fucking walk. For taking a fucking walk when prison contradicts every single thing that same government is telling us we should do. Yeah. The environment so, in prison. So, the somebody proximity. has to wise up and think about what they're doing. Um, you but know. to me, this is, this is local politicians on ridiculously draconian, unconstitutional power trips. This, to me, is sheer insanity. I live in Fort Lauderdale. You've got the Fort Lauderdale Police Department being ordered. And again, I don't blame the cops. They're not... The police, when people get angry at the police, they, they're merely instruments of domestic policy. I know, John, but I'm going to tell you something. They, they should yeah. use some discretion. I, I, uh, right. Yeah, you know I'm what? with here's, you. Here's, here's my thing. You know, you see, you see sheriffs around the country right now. You know, you have politicians out west, you know, these left-wing liberal politicians creating these basically attacks on the Second Amendment saying we're going to take everybody's guns. Good, you have sheriffs great, really out there saying, fuck you. I am not going to take somebody's gun. Um, you know, illegally. I'm not going to do that. But an elected sheriff tends to be, uh, we, we see it. Elected sheriffs tend to be more conservative and your appointed police chiefs in cities tend to be appointed by liberal administrations and they toe that line to keep the job. I'm going to say it. Maybe Bernie won't want to go here because he's in, the, in that line of NYPD commissioners. But what Jim O'Neill, the previous commissioner did and Dermot Shea, the current one, are doing, the way they suck the Blasio's dick, I'm going to say it, at the expense of their cops. We've got a video of a New York City cop being punched in the fucking head trying to effect an arrest. The police commissioners aren't out there defending their guys. They get appointed. They get that power from a, from a far-left administration. They don't buck that system. 
Look, you know, I'm not going to. I don't want you to badmouth other commissioners. I can say it. I'm not badmouthing. I can say it. Here's what I will say. Here's what I will say. I want to. I want to know where is the New York City Council this morning? Where's the New York City Council? Where is the mayor? Wearing Che Guevara fucking t-shirts, celebrating social. Why aren't they holding a fucking press conference today, calling for the community that basically sucker punched a cop yesterday? That's right. I think it was up in the Bronx. Yep. Sucker punched him from behind, wearing a mask. Where are those politicians? Why aren't they fucking screaming for the community to come forward and produce that kid That's right. that knocked out that cop? But why isn't the police commissioner the demanding they do it? See, this is what bothers well, me. Well, listen, I, I don't know if he isn't. I don't know if he isn't. I don't know if he is. Uh, I would hope he does. Um, I will tell you this. If I was the police commissioner, I would have shut that whole fucking block down. Shut it the I fuck would have sent a, a thousand cops up there yep. looking for this guy. You know, this is bullshit. You this, can't let This them kind win. of behavior has got to stop. But to go back to what we started, what we're talking about, you know what? I have a problem with cops that go out there and they're going to lock somebody up. See, I'm taking I, a fucking walk. I agree. You know what? I, yep. give, them a, give, them a, give them a warning. Don't Say, do anything. Laugh it off with them. your neighbor. This is, this is my caveat. So I'm saying I don't blame the cops for following orders. However, you have discretion. You have discretion. I would never on patrol. I'm going to be, look, I'm going to tell you guys. I worked in the South Bronx, the 4-6 precinct. It was a fucking war zone. Bernie remembers early 90s, right? I pull a car over on the Grand Concourse for blowing a light at 2 o'clock in the morning. That guy's got a license, a registration, and insurance. I'm driving him out of the fucking neighborhood. He doesn't want to give. I would have blown that light. Like, that's discretion. I'm not sending a light in the fucking ghetto to get jacked. You know, it reminds me of what my, what, what my son went to Newark years ago. My son's a detective in Newark, New Jersey. He goes to Newark. He used to call his friends to come down and see him. You know, he was in ESU. Yep. He'd, have a, he'd have a night. He's sitting in, this, in this, you know, the house. He'd take him down and see me. He said, listen, on your way down, this is how you get here. He said, don't stop at any lights. Yep. He said, don't stop at any lights. You're yep. going to get fucking carjacked. He's so, right. That's you know. But he's right. That's discretion. What I, I, mean, I got to tell you something. I was that young rookie cop. Would I stop three women walking in a neighborhood to get some exercise? Never in a million fucking years. But you know what? It's also a different climate today. The cop doesn't do it. His chief finds out because the other old lady looking out the window complains. They get fired. There's no, there's no discretion exhibited by patrol cops anymore because there's really no discretion afforded them. That's right. That's right. You know? And, and you have these politicians sucking up to higher politicians, these left-wing lunatics that they're on some kind of power trip uh, and, and this goes back to what we said in, in the earlier podcast. Um, it, it's time for the government to, to get a grip. It's time for the American people to pay attention. Yeah. You've got, you know what? There's a constitution. You have a bunch of time on your hands right now. I'd sit down. I'd read the fucking constitution. I'd understand exactly what it means to, be, to live in a free society. You know what? Take this time to do that because... We're seeing that constitution being riddled, shredded with shredded, shredded to 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 pieces um, by a bunch of uh, you know statists, power hungry, power tripped yeah. head cases, um, and I think it has to stop. Uh, you know what? Pay attention to what the CDC says. Do what you're supposed to do. You know we're we're going to get through this. Uh, we're going to get through it uh, stronger. As somebody that lived through 9-11 and a bunch of other crises like this, uh, I can tell you, 
you know, we'll come out of this much stronger, but don't let the government destroy you uh, in, in the meantime. And for the people out there that see no end to this, you know, that you feel despair, you feel like, yeah. you know, it's the end of the world. Take my word for it. You're going to get through this. The one thing that concerns me, John, is that, you know, the psychological impact on America, um, there are people out it's a good, there. Great, great point. There are companies out there they're not going to bounce back. They're not going to bounce back. You know, I, I, went, uh, I, I went to buy a couple of bottles of wine last night, and as I'm, I'm in the liquor store, a guy comes in. I know him. He's a bartender at a local place we go, a nice restaurant bar, and he's been there a long time, lives a couple of blocks away from me, real good guy. And I said, hey, we miss you guys over there. And he says, man, he said, they're telling us two more months. His employer, two more months. Now, this guy's probably late 20s, early 30s, has a young family, owns a home. Because it's, it's a, this particular place, he bartends, but it's got a very strong local crowd, so they make very good money, the staff there. They've got a loyal crowd that comes in very busy on the weekend. You can pull your boat up to the place. But that's a devastating death blow for a young guy who owns a home, who has a young child, whose family's just starting out, and they're building a life. So he says, look, my wife works, and her job is, is secure, he said, and I've got some other things I do, you know, carpentry, contracting, things like that. He said, but without that income that's budgeted in two more months yeah but john that's one guy that's how one many guy. but he's representative there are of tens a of thousands there's maybe probably more. hundreds of thousands maybe a million of maybe more that don't have that right they don't have that a second income and, and, a, a yeah. second income they don't they don't have an income period and i don't give a shit how many stimulus bills they have it's not going to take care of these families that's right um, Even a $25,000 payment that they're talking about is going to go like that. If you've been out of work for five months, 25, you've already spent it on mortgage and car payments and food. And, you know, it just. Right. It's, it's, it's gone. Uh, th- this is devastating. And I get it. I understand it. Um, but it just, you got to hold on. Uh, my fear is the psychological impact of this. We're going to see suicides. But, but let me ask you a, a tough question, Bird. I, I believe this. I believe that it's time for a little nonviolent civil unrest. I think that would be good for the psyche of the nation. I believe it's time for people to start organizing and marching on their mayor's offices, their governor's offices, on the U.S. Capitol, saying, you know what? This is a country of the people, by the people, for the people. Your representatives, you're not fucking rulers. You've told us we have to stay in our homes. We're looking at science around the world saying, hey, maybe you made a mistake. You're doing this now at the barrel of government's gun and at the threat of incarceration, we're not fucking standing for it anymore. We're Americans. We're going to get out there. We're going to mobilize. You fucking work for us politicians. Maybe it's time for you to stop your power trip shit and relax these regulations because I'll tell you one thing. You start incarcerating fucking 50, 60, 70-year-old women for taking a walk around the block, you're going to fucking change the entire tenor of this country, and I think that civil unrest will cease being nonviolent. It's, uh, I, I think it's coming. I think it's coming. So, uh, you know, do what you have to get your get your local leaders, um, your congressmen, your senators, tell them to do their job. Put this country first. Don't put their positions. And and I'm going to say one other thing. You're getting hit up. We all are. You're getting hit up with those campaign emails, those fundraising emails. Send them back a fucking email. Say, go fuck yourself. You're not getting a dime until you start representing me and my interests and stop acting like a statist. You want to motivate a politician? Politicians understand two forms of currency, a vote and money into their campaign coffers. You want to see them get motivated? Cut off their money and tell them you won't vote for them. And just remember this, 
you're going to get through this. You will get through no it. No matter what. You will get through you're it. You're going to get through it. Hold on. You know, take care of your family. Do the best you can. You're going to get through this, and, and, and that's what counts. Let's give um, you an optimistic message for a second. I think you agree with me, though. So we've given you all the our doom and gloom and go yell at your governor. But here's what I feel in my gut. I really do. In my gut, I believe, and I've got some sources in the White House, too, and, and I, the president knows this. And I think the president every day is in line more and more with the things Bernie and I and other conservatives are talking about. I firmly believe he knows this. It's why you saw him the other day when they asked Fauci a question about hydroxychloroquine and instead of letting Fauci go off on his doom and gloom, the president cut it off. And he said, oh, you've asked him that 15 times, ask another question. And they persisted, he wouldn't let him answer. I think the president knows this. I think Bernie's right. I think we see hydroxychloroquine start to work, those floodgates open, and it not be able to be stopped because it really looks like it's working with erythromyas in the ZPAC, all right? And I think if in the short term, the president starts opening things up like he indicated he would, and we see that cocktail of the hydroxychloroquine and the ZPAC work, the governors are going to have to follow suit. And if that all happens within the next 30 days, and it needs to start happening, can't start happening after 30 days, I think there's a very real possibility our market's rebound in July. We get back to normal, and we can actually spin things for the better because people just got a glimpse of how easily your liberties can be taken. And I think if, if that plan can be executed, but it's going to take everybody speaking up. And when you get through this, when that happens, when that happens, when- Do you agree John, with me on that scenario? I, I totally agree. Yeah. But when that happens, I want you to take a second, just take, back, take a step back and remember what you just went through. Don't let it happen again. That's right. Don't let it happen again because I foresee this as a test run. I foresee this as a test run by the socialist, by the people out there that wants to diminish your freedoms in every possible way. This was a fucking great test run. I couldn't run. agree more. Couldn't so agree more. Yeah. It's, uh, it's time for the American people to step up, um, get through this, and don't forget what happened to you in the process. We're looking forward to talking to you the next Reality Unmasked. Uh, stay tuned and uh, make sure you subscribe to the, uh, to the podcast. Thanks, guys.